Welcome to another message from C3 Mumbai. Coming up. What is it when you're faced with your weakness that scares you to death, that speaks louder than God? What is it that causes you to doubt that God could take you through it? It's a profound question that Jesus asks Peter. And you need to ask yourself, Jesus is asking you, when we come into places where we can't depend on God, where we're unsure, when we come up against our own insecurities, when we come up against our own rejection, when we come up our own, our own anger issues, or procrastination, all the stuff that we beat ourselves up, what's the lie that you're believing about yourself that is not true in heaven? For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. What to do with weakness is the topic of today. What to do with weakness. We live in this world that expects us to be strong, that punishes weakness. The moment you really show who you actually are, the moment I, my experience has been, and the moment I have shown my own weakness, it's, it's a moment where we can be punished for it or we can be in a place where, 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 where it's like, oh, okay, hmm, interesting, and we can be labelled by it, right? So, so in this world that we live in, it can be difficult because, well, we're expected to push forward, right? We're expected to make ground. We're expected to do something. And if you go into your position that in your career, you go into your, your, your work life, and, and if you show weakness, well, someone is going to take full advantage of that, right? Yeah. We all know it. It's difficult. It's not easy. But inside of us, each of us has stuff <coughs> that we need to deal with. What do we do with that? Do we, do we hide it? <coughs> Excuse me, I've got a cough, I'm not hiding it. <laughs> what do we do with that? It's difficult to drum and preach at the same time. You've got a pretty nice pastor to do that for you, I'm telling you. Yeah, you can <laughs> Just kidding. We can expose it. What do we do with fear? What do we do with rejection? What do we do with, with, with insecurities? What do we do with addictions? What do we do with the secret stuff, the, the relationships in our lives that are completely broken that we don't want anybody to know about? What do we, what do, we do with, with conflict? What do we do with, with the way stress affects us and the way we go home and we just have to kind of knock ourselves out to sleep? What do we do with these things? Because we, 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 in, in some regard, I know in a room with this many people, maybe I'm, I'm not that strong, but I, I know for myself that there is stuff that I wrestle with to this day. And I, I must, I, I just, I go, I'm, I know that there must be others that join me in that, that, that have stuff and they go, I wish I could just get better. I wish I could overcome this one thing and then everything else would be okay. Anybody else got that? Okay, we got some honest people in the room. That's good. Today, all I want to do. <laughs> Hello. <coughs> Jacob. A tall man standing next to me. I was like, oh, what's going on? Today, what I want to do is give you some keys to overcoming weakness. That's what I, and, and this series 
is what we're going to do is, is we're just going to go through different ways that weakness can affect us and how we can overcome it. I'm very excited because not next week, but the week after, all things being equal and all things happening in place, my beautiful wife will be preaching. Isn't that cool? But she has got a great message that she's already beginning to work through that God is speaking to her about and I just cannot wait to hear that you need to bring all your girlfriends your boyfriends I don't know bring everyone bring your cat your mother your dog whatever just bring them and uh, and and uh, let's fill this place out for Rachel being here but but here's the thing the world rejects weakness right you show weakness there's going to be something that happens when we try to fulfill all of our expectations, but we carry this weakness, what do we do with that weakness? You know, this morning was a funny morning because I got up early <clears throat> and, um, to prepare and then I ended up falling on the, asleep on the couch, which was not good. I'm, I'm just, you know, just priming you for being weak. I, I was weak this morning. I woke up at five. I thought, I'm going to just finish off my prayer meeting. I know that, I mean, my uh, pre preparation because I was a little behind. I know that's crazy for some of you. Five o'clock, it's like some people are like, I was just coming home at five o'clock. Well, I, I got up at 5 a.m. And, uh, and then I, I, I went and sat on the couch. And I, who, who knows my couch is kind of comfortable. Yeah. <clears throat> and it, it just sometimes tells you to sleep. So I slept for about half an hour and then I got up. But then I went into the kitchen to make my breakfast. And, and literally like this, on the floor next to the bin, it kind of missed the bin was this thing and it says depression anxiety worthlessness a recipe for losing friends and I thought that's interesting so I just picked it up and you know what it was it was actually something got delivered to our house I think some towels for the baptism got got delivered to our house so so it's literally got like other pieces of paper like stuck to it has been glued as a, for a package but I, I just I just picked it up and read it and there was this this interesting girl called I don't know her full name but Anubuti Cree that's all I've got so it's either Krisha or something like that. She, she writes for the Huffington Post. And she's talking about her own depression and her own stuff that she's dealing with. And, and I just want to read this to you. She says, Stress, anxiety and depression happen to many of us. And because of a number of reasons, <clears throat> some of us are affected more than others. And some of us deal with them better than others. This does not mean that those who are affected more or can cope less well are inferior to those who do not go through it or deal with such emotions better but society makes us believe so we as a culture are so used to being uh, so, so used to people playing normal and complying with unwritten rules of the civilized of, of the civilized society that any aberration becomes difficult to handle because we do not know how to respond to a sensitive sensitive situation like a like mental well-being or the lack of it we do what we best we can do best we label Someone dealing with anxiety is labelled as a weakling. Someone dealing with depression becomes, an becomes overly and unnecessarily sensitive. Those who suffer from polarity issues become irresponsible and moody, attention seekers. And those who suffer in the hands of, a chronic, stress, of, chronic, of chronic stress become crazy lunatics. In short, they suffer twice over, one at the hands of their condition and two, at the hands of society. When I, when I read that, I was like, wow, that, that is so relevant to my talk. I have to read this out to everyone because here is, I think she writes for the Bombay Times. This is the Bombay Times. And, and uh, <clears throat> that, that, is, that is the truth, right? People label us according to us, according to our weakness. So we never want to show weakness because we never really want to get labeled. 
Anybody want a label for your weakness? No. No, we do not. That is the truth. So what do we do with these weaknesses? What do we do with this stuff that follows us around? What do we do when it, when it shows us ugly face in, in places where we wish it wouldn't? What do we do? For me, I'm going to talk about myself just because I can't talk about weakness um, for you without me stepping out and kind of being a little bit vulnerable with you and, 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 and just showing you some of the areas in my life. I've got many. I haven't, I haven't overcome anything really. I'm just slowly overcoming. I'm trying to win through with, with the help of Christ. And I'm, I'm certainly, certainly uh, growing and I'm certainly trying my hardest and I'm certainly staying in Christ. But there are moments where these things fail. Okay, and I'm going to talk about that for a moment just so you can feel, okay, he's like me, okay, if you have got some stuff in your world that you're working through. For me, a personal weakness I have is my anger. I have come from a, a pretty long line of just Irish ang anger, like I, I've got Irish in my, in my blood, and, uh, <clears throat> and Australian, that's, that's an interesting mix. Both Australians and the Irish, we, we kind of have temper issues, and I've, I've struggled through this. Where, I, where, where if unchecked, I can process everything just through anger. Just, I'll just forge ahead this, this kind of angry thing. And, and, it, and I've struggled with this. And it's the one thing I'm like, God, like, why do I struggle with this? Why is this an issue for me? It's, it's destructive. It's, it's hurtful. People get hurt and they, they kind of get pushed aside at times because I'm, I'm just processed through. Why, Lord God? And, and it's like a weakness. Another area for me is procrastination. Anybody, we got any other procrastinators in the house? It's like, okay. It's like, why, 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 why can't I just do this? Like, what is stopping me? What is this force behind that is stopping me from getting this stuff done that I know needs done? And, and how, how do I overcome it? You know, weaknesses, okay? You're all labeling me now. He's an angry procrastinator. That's a, that's a mixed up, messed up dude. Well, we're all messed up, so it's all good. It's all good. What? What did you say? I wish I could. That's, a very, that's what I'm saying. It's a pretty confused guy who's procrastinating and angry at the same time. He's just like punching the air. Okay, so what does the Bible say about this? Okay, what, what with these gaps, these things that kind of dog us, that kind of that get us into a corner and they kind of make us like upset that we just can't overcome them what does the bible say about this i want to read to you from from matthew 14 22 to 34 and this might be a, a weird kind of bible scripture for me to read out in reference to this but i want to begin to show you how god is actually okay with the voids in our life and these voids that we have are actually the place where god wants to work the most so so the first Scripture I want to talk about is in, um, in Matthew chapter 14. I said that, didn't I? Matthew chapter 14. This is a story of, of Peter when he sees Jesus walking on water. You, you, you may have heard of this story. It's kind of famous. Anybody tried to walk on water? I, we, we've got baptism today. And uh, <clears throat> if any of you want to try walking on water in the pool, go ahead. We'll all watch. You can pray and stuff beforehand. I've tried it. I've tried it. I tried it and I fell straight in. It hasn't worked out for me yet, but I'm going to keep trying. I'm staying in faith, amen. So, so I'd love to walk on water. That'd be fun. Yeah. Anyway, but Jesus, he's walked on water and so is Peter. And, and, and Jesus is coming from the distance. Like they're in a boat. Like, I mean, you can just picture this. They're in a boat, Peter and the disciples. And here comes Jesus kind of strolling across the lake in a storm. Like, 
and they think it's a ghost. Anyway, let me read it to you. <clears throat> Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into a, uh, the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd, um, <clears throat> after he had dismissed them, he went up on uh, to a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffered, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. So Jesus thinks, well, I know what I'll do. I'll just walk on water over to them. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. <clears throat> okay, the story just gets interesting. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. I think this would be my response. It's a ghost, they said and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, I like how that, you know, when they're in fear, Jesus immediately speaks to them. Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Now Peter speaks up and he says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come out on the water. I love Peter's courage here. What does Jesus say? What does Jesus say? What does Jesus say? Does it say come or yes? Yes. Yes, come. Good. Yes, come. <laughs> then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you really are the Son of God, because you can walk on water. And when they crossed over, and they landed at Genereset. It's interesting, this story. <clears throat> because here's Peter. He sees Jesus. And it's a lot like our story when we meet Jesus. We see Jesus. You come to a meeting like this, and you see Jesus. You're like, oh my gosh, there, there is something happening in this room. There is an atmosphere. These people are all like happy. They're all friendly. I feel so welcome. You come to one of our houses, and, 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 and you have a dinner party or, or something like that, and you're like, there is something special happening. And we, we begin to realize... I want to I follow this Jesus. If this is the life that I get to live as a result of following Jesus. And we call out to Jesus. And we say, Jesus, would it be possible for me to follow you and walk into victory? I got this issue. I got that issue. I got this thing going on. And I need your help, Jesus. And he says, yes. come. <laughs> and it's the most amazing, miraculous thing. Today, these baptizees, these guys who are getting baptized, are stepping out of the boat. Oh, what a day. What an amazing thing. We step out onto the, to the, to the, to the water, <clears throat> and we're, we're like in the middle of a storm. But the interesting thing that happens when we step out into the storm and we step out into a miracle, it's often that's the place where we begin to realize the reality of our situation and what is actually up against us. And this is what happened to, with Peter. Peter was like in the middle of a storm suddenly. He just stepped out onto water. I mean, I think reality just caught up. And this is what happens. You come into where Jesus wants you to go and then you realize the reality of who you are, the story 
the struggles, the conflicts that's going on in your life, <coughs> the weakness that you have, and it's like, oh my gosh, God, I don't know if I can keep up with this. Anyone felt that way before? You step out of the boat, but all of a sudden you realize what the reality is. See, that's our weakness. That is the void where we get, we get faced, in, face to face with the stuff that will hold us back, but it's actually the stuff that Jesus wants to work with. I, I love what Jesus says to Peter. <clears throat> he says this, and it's profound. He just says, you of little faith. Faith just means one word. Well, it means a few, but basically a good way to, 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 to describe faith, another word that would describe it is dependence. Yeah. Dependence. That's what faith is. It's dependence on God. Often this world, I've said this so many times before, but this world often projects faith as, as a strength. <clears throat> faith is not strength in, in physical strength. It's a different type of strength. It's a faith where, it's a, it's a type of thing where you have given up your physical strength in order for God's spiritual strength, strength to fill you. Faith is dependence. So this is what Jesus says to Peter. He says, you of little dependence. You of little dependence. You who believe in yourself to walk out. You think you've ever walked on water? No. You think you're going to stay it? You think I'd call you out into something that, that, you, that you can't stay in yourself? You know, we, we get ourselves out into the boat, out, of the, out into the storm, out into the middle. We, we start walking with Christ and, we, and then we expect it because we don't understand who God is. We don't understand that He is our Father, that He's going to hold us all the way. And then we get into this place where we're trying to do things on our own. But Peter, he's like, I can't stand here on this water anymore but on my own. Jesus, save me. <laughs> you have little dependence. Well, you think you're going to do this on your own? And then he asked something else, which is really interesting. Jesus says to Peter, he says, Peter, what is it? Well, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? You have little dependence. Why did you doubt? Peter, what is it that caused you to believe something that was not as powerful as me in your world, but yet you believe that it was? Peter, what is it that you believed in over me? Peter, what is it that you believed about yourself that I have said is different because of me and let yourself sink? What is it when you're faced with your weakness that scares you to death, that speaks louder than God? What is it that causes you to doubt that God could take you through it? It's a profound question that Jesus asks Peter. And you need to ask yourself, Jesus is asking you, when we come into places where we can't depend on God, where we're unsure, 
when we come up against our own insecurities, when we come up against our own rejection, when we come up our own, our own anger issues or, or procrastination, all the stuff that we beat ourselves up. What's the lie that you're believing about yourself that is not true in heaven? What caused you, Peter, to doubt? What is it? We have to be asking this question because if we're not, what we do is we begin to believe in the weakness. We believe and we begin to, we begin to sit back and say, you know what, that stuff I'm never going to overcome. It's always going to be there with me. It's always going to dog me. And we believe the lie. We have to know what is causing the doubt in our heart. See, see, for every surface issue in our life, see, like procrastination or anger or depression, these are all surface issues. There is something behind it or underneath it that we're believing over God. And when we believe something over God, it means that that thing that we're believing becomes God. It means that that thing becomes a thing that is really driving us, that is really influencing our decisions, that is really taking us into where our future that we have because, because we're not believing God, we're believing that. It will determine the course of your entire life. What is it, Peter, that caused you to doubt? We need to be asking that question, especially when it comes to weakness. Paul, Paul was an amazing gentleman wrote a big part of the New Testament. And he says about weakness in, in 2 Corinthians 12, um, 1 verse through to 10, he, he says this, he says, I will uh, boast about a man like that, but I, uh, uh, let me gi give, a, give you a background. Sorry, from what verse 1? Sorry, my, my highlighting confused me then. Okay, I must go on boasting, although there is nothing to be gained. I will go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up into the third heaven, whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know, God knows. And I know this, that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up into paradise. Don't worry, we're getting somewhere. You're probably like, what, how is this? It's all right. I just had to read the whole thing to, in order for you to get the context. Was caught up um, to paradise and heard inexpressible things uh, that no one is permitted to tell. Sounds like an interesting experience. I want that. I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself, except about my... Just making sure you're all awake. Except about my... Oh, you're awake. Even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool, because I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain. So no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say, because... Of these surpassingly great revelations. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Paul, that's not a nice way to talk about your wife. He's not talking about his wife. <laughs> we don't know if Paul was married or not. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace, I want you to hear this, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my 
weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I will delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am. Amen. What lie are you believing about yourself that is actually the void that God has left there for you to actually have him in your world? You can clap. You can clap. You can clap. This is what Jesus was saying when he asked Peter, what is it that you believed? What is it? Why, why is it you, little, of you of little dependence? Why are you believing something else when it is that thing that is enabling Christ to work in you? It's the voids where Jesus fills. But the problem is this, is that we get scared about our weakness and we cover it we cover it the issues the real issues of life we don't want anybody in the church community to see it we don't want it we don't want anybody to see it. we cover it and we act like just act normal like you can have this much but you're not having everything and you know what when we do when we do that is we completely disable God from being able to work a miracle in our lives because he hasn't got access to it. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's not going to come on in and, and say, hey, you need to move this, you need to move that, I'm going to rearrange the furniture in your life. He's like, he'll, he'll gently prompt you. He'll say, come. Just like Jesus did for Peter. Peter, can I come out? Can I get freedom from this stuff that's going on in my world? Yes, you can. Come. Just come. But he's not going to, he's not going to force you out. He's not going to fox you out like foxing a fox out of a hole. He's not going to do that. Just say, come. You want a miracle? You come. But when we hide stuff, when, we, when, we, when we're trying to be strong all the time, when really we're not, and we're, we're hiding all our weaknesses and all of our stuff, we actually withhold from ourselves the miracle of standing in the storm. Where someone would say, oh my gosh, can you believe some of the stuff that they have had to struggle with and yet they're still standing? How are they still standing? What is the trick? What is the magic that they've got in one word? Jesus. Because it's Jesus that works in the void. Amen? It's Jesus that works in the void. You've got voids. You got gaps in your life, you got inconsistencies, you got rejection, you got insecurity issues, you got laziness going on, you got anything going on. That is where Jesus wants to work. Don't hide it. In fact, Paul is so confident about his weakness, which is like an it was like what? That he boasts about it. <laughs> I come a lot of a lot of people who want to boast, you know, they want to tell you what they've done and tell you this, I do this, I'm a good person, I'm a good person, I, I give to the poor, I give to this, I do that, and I do that. You don't ever, ever hear anyone talking about their weakness. It's like, yeah, but, and, and, and rightly so, because yes, I said, it's not like I'm saying to you here that you need to start talking about your weaknesses at work and, you know, and oh, you, you, I'm, not, I'm not saying that, you're just it's like, you've got to be careful with this, but in yourself, when you begin to know the confidence that you can have in Christ, you don't ever have to worry about the weakness that, carry, that you carry in your soul because that is where the miracle belongs. Amen. I said that is where the miracle belongs. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Jesus. 
You know, Jesus is the only one who will actually want to help you with your weakness. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of stuff you can explore and a lot of philosophies, this and that. But I have not yet found anyone who is willing to join me in my pain, who is willing to join me in my struggle, who is even willing to join me in my failures and my weaknesses. Everybody else wants to tell you stuff that you need to do. You know, you need to do this, you need to do that. I don't know if they work or not, but I'd prefer to walk with someone who's walking with me. That's why I follow Jesus, because he carries me. And when I trip up and when I fall, he carries me. So what do we have to do in the last five minutes? Well, you need to begin to ask yourself, what is causing you to doubt? What is causing you? What are the lies that you're believing in, in areas of your life that is causing you to hide stuff, that is causing you to, to tuck things away? What lies are you believing? What behavior are you snapping back into that is causing you to do that? And Jesus would be saying, why is your faith so low? Why are you depending on yourself here and not on me? What lies are you believing that are causing you to go back to old ways? Now ask yourself that question. And then you begin to open up to trusted friends, people around you, people in this community. Not anyone. Sometimes we, we can do a talk like this with vulnerability and, and weakness and, and all of a sudden everybody's been vulnerable and weak and everyone's like, what the heck? Okay. And, and sometimes you need to make sure that people that you talk to are trustworthy because they can sometimes kind of, you know, I mean, that's the reality. They can get kind of vindictive. They can get like they use that information against. You don't want to be talking to people like that, but you can talk to trusted friends, trusted people, and, and, and not, not people who are struggling with the same thing, especially if it's an addiction, that's going to get problematic. If it's, if it's, if it's an addiction, where, an area, you need to talk about someone who knows what it is to have an addiction and yet has overcome in Christ. You need to search them out. You can, you can find them. There'll, there'll be someone here. You know, and if you can't find anyone, just come and talk to me. I've struggled with an addiction with, to Netflix, so, so I can... <laughs> I'm serious, man. That Netflix, that, how it keeps on coming. I'm like, oh, yeah, show me. And it's like, oh, man. I need to go to Netflix Anonymous. I've overcome it, though. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but open up. Start testing your friendships, guys. One of the complaints about this city, you know, is, is oh, yeah, it's, so, it's so shallow. Well, let's make it deep. Let's lead in that. You know how you make it deep? You know how you make relationships real? You, guys, you start going through some stuff together. You start opening up. You start being real. And all of a sudden, there'll be death. Pray together with people, you know, pray together. Just need your prayers. Set up little groups with each other where we can pray together, where we can, we can, we can help one another through the stuff that we struggle with, that are, that, that, through the doubts. Hmm. And just begin to trust God in the voids. If you get challenged by stuff, if there's things in your world where you're like, I don't know if I can win in this area. I don't know if I can overcome this weakness. This thing keeps on coming up for me and it just takes me out. That's where God is. You've got to trust God in the voids. Trust God in the voids. You know, it's amazing. 
<clears throat> to think that it's okay to be weak when we're in Christ. <laughs> and the fact is, <clears throat> when you know that Jesus is going to accept you anyway, the fear that we have about our weaknesses begins to kind of disintegrate and dissolve. The stuff that we kind of hold on to because we're so afraid, because nobody else has ever said, you know what, it's okay. Jesus says it's okay. In fact, he went a step further and said, that which you can't overcome, I'm going to take it upon myself, upon the cross, to actually help you. And the gaps that are in your world where you're not overcoming, I'm going to take that upon myself. What do you think the cross was actually about? The cross was actually about God himself taking upon himself the weakness of humanity, the weakness to connect back to God, the weakness to have a relationship with him, the weakness to actually please God. He, he could see the gaps. He could see the voids. He could see it was a problem. So he said, I'm sending my son and he'll stand in the gap. He'll stand in the gap. Peter, what is it that is causing you not to believe that I have already stood, stood in the gap for you? You get it? What is it you're believing? What are the doubts? What caused you to doubt? Jesus has done everything for us. And yet we hold on to weakness. and Get so afraid and so fearful you don't have to anymore. It's all good in him. We don't have to approach our weakness with fear anymore. We need to approach our weakness with Christ. We don't have to approach our weakness with fear. We can just approach our weakness with Christ. And that is where you find yourself standing in your miracle. C3 Mumbai is a church in the heart of India's commercial capital where a diverse group of people brought together to worship God and to pass on the hope of salvation by grace that we freely received. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram or tweet us on our handle at C3 Mumbai. Hey, it's Ryan here. If you enjoyed this message and you live in Mumbai, we would love to meet you in person. Why don't you come along at 11.30 a.m. Studio 10 at Famous Studios in Mahalakshmi.